Yes, people, it's episode 174 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How you doing? It is Sunday, the 31st of May. It's the last day of May. We're going to be in June tomorrow. It's going to be June by the time you're listening to this podcast. And what have we done this year? Spent most of it indoors. You know, when it was New Year's and you said, hey, I'm going to get fit. New Year, new me. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get fit. Uh, yeah, it's not happened, has it? We've just been stuck indoors all this time. But I guess some of you have got fitty, got got your little video workouts and stuff, so fair play. Tell you one thing I found easier, uh, it's saving money. Don't spend anything. At least don't spend a thing. I buy the occasional thing from Amazon, and that's it. And that's kind of like the highlight of your day, when your door knocks, and you go to the front door and you pick up a package for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I do. Uh, even packages with my name on, uh, they're for her. Are you on Amazon at the moment? Yeah, I've got Amazon Prime till like the seventh, babe. Oh, gosh, could you order this, 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 and this? Um, I guess so. All right. So yeah, but um, how's your week's been? Um, yeah, I'm in the up beat chipper mood at the moment because I just went out for a walk but I guess as soon as I start talking about things I'll I'll go down let let let's let's keep it upbeat for now yesterday was a decent day in my life in my personal life it's all going all right um but yes yeah, when went to the park yesterday lovely lovely day that I I made dinner um I never make dinner everyone knows our household set up I don't make dinner um, what what the agreement is between me and my wife is I will provide dinner uh, once a week, and um, and that usually involves me buying something for dinner. That's that's me getting dinner. That's when I cook. Um, so yeah, so I do that. But yesterday I actually made food. What I made, you ask? Yes, of course you asked. I made chicken goujons, uh, potatoes. And carrots, carrot fries. Now, chicken goujons, they weren't just your bird Matthew or bird's eye chicken. No, I made them. Yeah, chicken breast, raw, raw chicken breast. Nothing on them. Yeah, and then I clean it all up with a little bit of lemon and all that. Then, you know, got a little bit of flour, just dripped the chicken in the flour. Uh, and then a little bit of beaten egg to put it in there. Uh, then in my seasoned breadcrumbs. Uh, yeah, mate. Put them in. Potatoes, season them. Garlic and thyme were my potatoes. And then my uh, my carrot fries. Uh, paprika is what I used in my carrot fries. That's what I used. So, hey, it went all right. It went well. She liked them. That's all that matters. No, that's not true. I liked them as well. So that's what matters. Is So it felt good. Can't lie. It felt good to cook something. Uh, from scratch, and have someone else enjoy it, and I enjoyed it myself. Um, admittedly, I've spent a lot of time, but uh, when I was single, making food for myself. That just kind of did the job. Now I'm not hungry anymore, but do I feel satisfied after eating it? Not particularly. Not particularly. So um, it's good. Made my mayonnaise as well. Garlic and pepper mayonnaise. See, when I don't know how to do something and I try something for the first time, huh? I go hard. <laughs> but no, she enjoyed it. So it's all good. 
So good. And then earlier today, um, it's like I say Sunday, I recorded the podcast. If you go to my website, darrengriffiths.com forward slash podcast, uh, I have a second podcast with um, with my comedy brethren, my comedy brothers. Um, it's called The Green Room Podcast. And it is me, Kazim Jamal, Philo Huff, Michael Akadiri, Jimmy James Jones, and Uncle Ed, although Uncle Ed has actually only ever been on one episode. Um, I made the rule to myself that uh, I wasn't going to po- I wasn't going to integrate this uh, podcast into any of my social media until we've done at least uh, three episodes. We've done five now, so it's there. So darrengriffiths.com forward slash podcast. You'll get to see this one, Griff's Brain Dub, and you'll also see the Green Room podcast, and you'll see all five episodes, or only oh, six episodes by the time it's posted on Tuesday. Um, yeah. And so I guess there's going to be a bit of repetition of what I'm saying here, but you'll get more of their views. Again, I guess I won't, I won't, I'll talk about it from a different angle, but what am I talking about? What am I talking around? Um, actually, I should say, sorry, that podcast is available on, uh, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Audioboom, Deezer, and YouTube, YouTube as well. Um, Right, yeah, and obviously we were talking about on the podcast what's been going on in America. Um, basically just, you know, Black Lives Matter slash racism slash anti-racism slash policing slash, um, you know, bad policing. You know, how do we fix it? The riots. We actually never talk about the riots per se, but... Um, celebrities how they've reacted how they should react and that's the thing man um it's been nuts these these rights have been nuts can't lie i guess it, part of it is i have to admit it's because i'm a spectator and i'm on the other side of the pond even if i do feel affinity to the with the protesters um i'm enjoying the the carnage and destruction can't lie um because I just feel like, at times, nothing in history has really made that seismic change through begging and asking for things. You know? Slaves did not get emancipated through asking nicely. Could we? Could you, um... Hey, you know how you robbed us from one continent, shipped us over to another, de- dehumanised us, took our names away, um... You know, just be us and just been in, you know, eternal servitude, born into bondage and die in it. Um, just one, if I could just appeal to your better nature. If you could just, yeah, just stop the slavery. Didn't work. How did it work? I guess the history books would tell us that it was, you know, very nice, very nice um, white people like Lincoln and... William Wilberforce, who said, hey, do you know what? This is wrong. And yeah, they may have said that and they would have had, uh, they may have had some good intentions or good actions and bad intentions. Who knows? But what really drove these things, which isn't spoken about much, is the constant revolutions that did fail before, the constant rebellions that failed before, but they were there. Burning down your plantation. 
And that's when you see these people burning down the towns that they live in. Granted, I am of the view that I hope they don't burn down where they sleep. Because obviously you're going to be very tired. Your protest is going to be very tiring if you burn your own bed, as I think Killer Mike said. But burning your town, if you don't own any of this stuff and you don't feel like it's yours and you're going through your town and... You know, each time you go into that supermarket, you're getting looked and followed by security. And each time you go to that shop, people were saying you can't come in or go to this club and your dress sense isn't right or you can't get a reservation at this restaurant. You don't really feel any part of that uh, community and you probably will set that shit on fire. It's not yours. That's the plantation. That's the plantation. If you're trying to get off the plantation, then you don't really care what's left behind of it once you set it on fire. So... Although I don't, like I said, I don't want to set their own things on fire. I can't act like, uh, I don't understand how the rage can overspill. But I am a big fan of targeted um, protest and rioting. I don't mind that. So if your issue, like, you know, with this issue is with the police, then seeing a police car upside down on fire or a police station set on fire... Again, agree with it or disagree with it, that makes sense to me. That stands to reason. And I don't think that's... Uh, I think that's how it's got to go. I think that is how it's got to go. They're trying to put a curfew on now. Like I said, I hope protesters got the, the energy to just say, fuck the curfew, we're still here. We're still here. Um, and they'll have to make a different... They'll have to not then listen. They'll have to come to... The table comes to the middle and ask them, what do you guys actually want? And it's, on the short term, yeah, it's got to be those three other officers get charged as well. They see trial. And you bloody hope that it's a fair trial. Um, no corruption where they just get off straight away on circumstantial shit. Like they're trying to make out the guy had underlying health issues. Surprised they're not going to say the guy's died of flipping COVID-19. You know what I mean? I die. But what I'm saying is with this whole thing with the, with the protests and stuff. Yeah, I think it just has to be this way. I think it just has to be this way. And they have to come to the table and ask what they want. And I said, short term, these four guys in front of a judge, in front of a jury in a courtroom... And then to some reform in the police, man. It just can't go on like this in America. And the UK, um, obviously not as bad as America, is it? We don't have guns here. kind of feel like, as we said on the pod earlier, on the Green Room podcast, that when you're black, you get pulled over by the police. You think, oh God, I might die in America. Whereas in the UK... When you get pulled over the, by the police, you're like, ah, oh, here we go again. That's that's what you're thinking. You think this is an inconvenience. It's delayed my day. This guy's a prick. But I'm innocent. So I don't actually, I'm not worried about being arrested or being harmed. But let's see if I can keep my anger down to not make this worse than it is. Whereas America, you, you could just get shot in the chest. You'd be fully polite. We've seen it. You, um Violent crimes, no, no non-violent crimes, no crime. Um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? God, it's, uh, man, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. And it's not even just George Floyd. You've got Brianna Taylor as well. 
Um, it's nuts. The woman who fell off a balcony in Canada, just suspicious that the police pushed off the balcony. It's it's all crazy. This world is it's a bit it's a bit loopy at the moment. So ah well, I guess that's all I can say. So I've got anything else to talk about uh, in my personal life really. Nothing, no other views on this issue of that's different to what I said on the Green Room Pod. So I won't do it anymore. Won't do it anymore. The only other thing I'll say is people moaning about what people post or don't post. My my only view on that is to um to to the allies as say that I don't expect white people to be posting about this. As I don't expect black people to necessarily be posting about this if they don't really post about things in general. If you're not someone really posts about these type of things, then I don't expect you to post about it now. But if you was one of those people who hashtag me too, hashtag pay, pay, pray for France, hashtag Australian bushfires, you jumped on all these bandwagons. Even if you didn't believe it, you still bandwagoned on that. And you can't bandwagon onto this. Because the, the, the cost of supporting this is so low. I think Taylor Swift supported this. Has gone up. She's made it a, a Trump thing. But actually, to be fair, she's talked about white supremacy and racism. So Taylor Swift has Mighty Cyrus. I think if you're someone who's benefited from you're always involved in black cultural chat and you're a white person and but on this thing you're a bit silent have a look at that that's all i'm gonna say but let's um let's get on with pod football's coming back oh almost forgot about that jesus how did i almost forget to talk about that uh yes Premier League is on its way back. Do we want that? I support Tottenham. It's not particularly. <laughs> I mean, we could. We could still make the top four. Maybe top five is all that's needed if City are banned. But it's, it's going to be a flipping tight one. It's going to be a tight one to get there. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. We've got to play... Four teams out above us anyway. I think we've got Man United, we've got Arsenal, Sheffield United and Wolves. I think we've got to play all of those guys again. We've got Harry Kane back. H, nice one, H. We've got Sonaldo. They're all back, so maybe. Maybe it'll work out. We see where we are in the world, though, with this whole COVID-19 thing, man. Jeez, I, I always forgot to talk about that. Yeah, we see where we are in the world, COVID-19. Um... They're always trying to open up the shops and stuff in two weeks. And it's some non... So other shops that can operate for outdoor space, like your car showrooms, they're opening tomorrow, which will be today when you listen to the pod. Um, do I feel like I'm just one step behind with all these measures for me? Like, you're allowed to meet people. Like, a few weeks ago, you're allowed to meet one person from a different household. I haven't done that yet. Then after that, you're now allowed to meet six. It was six people now, up to six people. Um, I'm not. Don't think I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. I think I now may go and visit 
my mom said her garden. But it's not going to be one of those ones that as soon as the restaurants and pubs open, I'm like, come on, baby, go to the pub. It's not, it's not happening. I don't want to be there. You know what I mean? That second spike inevitably happens. It's, yeah, you don't want to be involved in that mess. But, um, yeah, man. Got going on. Boris rode for his boy, Dominic Cummins. That feels like ages ago, but that's still there. It's just all being a bit farcical. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I, do, I generally believe that what will happen is that um, there will be another increase in cases, but there'll be an attitudinal shift in the country. From top down, it'll be, yo, we just got to crack on, people. We don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. You know, then people are gonna die, and it's gonna be one of those things where we just treat it like the flu. And just, well, sometimes people die, and we'll just move on. And I think that's what will happen because the economy seems to be the major driver here for these decisions. Forget health, forget safety, like reopening schools. I think four people have broken rank from Sage and said, It's not ready, it's, we're not there yet. Let's not do this. Wait another two weeks. Three weeks we're lifting the lockdown. And then we will see. Then we will see. They say it will halve the rate of infection if we just wait another two weeks. Let's not rush back out. Let's not rush back out yet. But ah, well, what do I know? Anyway, dear Deirdre, I had a threesome with my boyfriend and his mate. But why would he share me? I don't know. Maybe that's his thing. Um, you agreed to it as well, so what, if you didn't like it, why did you agree to that? Um, but yeah, some guys like seeing their lady get piped by another dude, not my thing, but, um, no, we'll see what they say. Dear, dear, you had sex with my boyfriend and his best mate, it felt like my boyfriend had four hands touching me all over, but now I feel weird about it. Were they doing stuff with each other? I've never done anything like that before. I'm a girl of 23. My boyfriend and his mate are 24. I've been with my boyfriend for 18 months and we decided to move in with... I decided I, decided I would move in with him for lockdown. Jeez. He studied to be an accountant whoop, whoop, and has a flatmate, a guy he works with. Oh. But we all get along well. Obviously you do. We were bored one night and decided to have drinks and play strip poker. Whose idea was this? Because if this is the mate's idea, this guy's an evil bastard genius. <laughs> he ruined your relationship. And he got his... We'll see. We were bored one night and decided to have drink to play strip poker. Um, after an hour, we'd had quite a lot of booze and none of us had much on i began to feel cold so my boyfriend suggested we go to bed his mate followed us what kind of stan collymore behavior is this my boyfriend then asked if i'd have a threesome i was reluctant at first but then thought my boyfriend is here he's willing to do it so why not because you don't want to i don't know i focused on my boyfriend and not his mate because that made me feel safer jeez this sounds like an ordeal like you didn't want to do it you don't feel particularly safe What's happening here? 
When I closed my eyes, I could only see my boyfriend and the four hands on my body felt amazing. I don't know how else to explain it. My boyfriend and I then had sex while his mate watched. Then they switched. I lay there wondering why my bloke would be happy to share me. Hmm, this does sound like it does sound like a fantasy at all. My boyfriend went to his part-time job in the supermarket the next day and said to his friend, you can stay in bed with her if you like. Where is your autonomy here? You're not his property. Like, yes, have the maiden. Have a scrub down and brought back to my chambers. I felt differently about the situation, got straight up and had a shower. Of course he did. I called my boyfriend later and asked him how he felt. And he said, I didn't like it much. I would, I won't be doing that again unless it's with another couple. I asked him if he loves me and he said, yes. I feel weird about it. Part of it was feeling thrilled, but part of me feels ashamed. My parents would be horrified if they knew. Don't know why they would know. Uh, why they would know. That's not something you bring up over Sunday dinner. You know what I mean? You ain't seen each other for 12 weeks because of the lockdown. You go around their house. It's like, oh, Jessica and Robert. Oh, so good you come. Oh, I've missed you both. I really have missed you both. What have you been up to? Jessica, ah, oh, not much. Um, no, not really. Robert, you been up to much? Oh, you know, I just let Steve bagger. You know, my best mate, Steve, from work. He's not really my best mate, just my flatmate. Yeah, we all had sex. I had sex with her, he had sex with her. Both had sex with her at the same time. Yeah. Are you finished with those, uh, those carrots over there? Pass those carrots, Jeff. Cheers, thank you. Is that what's going to happen? Like, why would they know? Anyway, I was brought up to think sex before marriage was wrong and I stuck to it before I met my fella. Ah, oh, God, it's just cliff edge. I'm also worried because my boyfriend was so willing to share me. Does he care about us? Um, maybe that's just his thing. Maybe that is just his fetage. Um, so, let's see. I don't know. I think he's got to find out. He said he would do it with another couple. So I don't know. I think he might like seeing you with other people. But he didn't like that. He didn't get any himself, maybe. That's why he wants to do with another couple. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, no future. My girl says she can't give me what I want as she doesn't want to be tied down. Ooh. Dear Deirdre, my girl says she fears she can't give me what I want as she doesn't want to be tied down. I am 25. She is 20. Ah. She's young. Young! Um... It has been tough as we only had a couple of months together before lockdown. Oh, jeez. You're not really anything, are you? We got on so well and have similar interests. I love my football and she supports my team. Oh, well, that's, that's, you should flip and be together forever then. She described herself as a bit crazy, but in a good way. She attracts a lot of attention from other guys, but I'm okay with that because I am the one she's with now. Sex was amazing, and I can't wait to be in her bed again. I can see a future together, but is it worth pursuing if she's so wary? No, there you go. Let's go one more time, but... Nah, just, um, there's no future there. Is she so wary? Jokes, I'm lying. You've already been here for a couple of months. Chill out, relax, mate. Jesus. 
Anyway, if you had, if it's been normal, um, it's been like without a bloody lockdown, you might be all right. But this is a normal circumstance. So why do you want to fully commit to you and stuff, and you can't even see her? You might get out of this lockdown, see her, but you're not even that nice. You're not even that nice. So we'll see. Um. Right. Uh, right. 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 Oh, so I keep yawning. Sorry about that. Right, woman's ghost. My partner dumped me and blamed my son, but she's really jealous of my late wife. Oh, deep, dear, dear, dear. My partner says we're over, and I think it's because she's jealous of my late wife, but she blames my son, who's half my wife. Um, I did that last bit. Um, I am 39. I met my wife when I was 24. Uh, she was my everything. We moved in together within months of meeting. Two years later, we had our son. So that makes your son 13. We were such a happy family, but he was only 11 when my wife was diagnosed with cancer, which took her life within 18 months. Now he's 15, so my maths is terrible. Anyway, I met my partner. Why can't I just move on? Right, 15, really? Wait, let's see. 39. Not when I was 24. She had a son two years later. He's 26. Yeah, if you met her, you met your wife when you was 24, and two years later you had your son, that means you're 26 when you had your son, and you're 39 here, I mean, the son's 13, but you're saying your son's 15, what the fuck, that makes sense, anyway, let's read back again so we get back to narrative flow, we're such a happy we were such a happy family, but he was only 11 when my wife was diagnosed with cancer, which took her life within 18 months. He's not, he's 15 now. My new partner... So, God, I met my partner through the parents' association at his school. She was a single parent with a son a year younger than mine. We soon moved in together. Oh, right, stepbrothers. Everything was fantastic at first, but then the row started. Oh, she says my son is rude and she flies into a rage every time he and I talk about his mother. Jeez, calm down. But what are you saying, though? Hey, what, what is what is the son saying? Because whether you're an adult or not, imagine you're the woman, you're making dinner for this kid. And the kid goes, mm, these are nice, but they're not like my mummies." And you're just like, OK, yeah, all right. Spent another two hours in the kitchen making something from mm, these are okay, but they're not quite like my mummies. Oh, I miss my mum. And then the guy is like, Yeah, I miss her too, mate. I miss her too. She won't just what sit there and be like, No, yeah, it's okay. So I'm not sure. Let's see. Um this month, so yeah, she says my son is rude and she flies into a rage every time he and I talk about his mother. This month is tough as it's the anniversary of my late wife's death. My partner says she can't stand it anymore and we're splitting up as soon as it's possible. Jeez. She doesn't sound like a nice lady, but I don't know how much you are going on about your wife. Your dead ex-wife. Uh, you know, she's trying to tell you about her day. 
you know, you're, you know, how's your day been, darling? She's like, oh, it's been a tough day, you know, I've just got this really aggy email from my boss. Oh, yeah. Helen used to get aggy emails from her boss too. <sighs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, right. One more, one more. Come on. One last one. Right, dear, 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 I'm having fantastic secret lockdown sex, sex, sex with my mum's best friend. Oh, I'm having the most fantastic sex, sex, sex with my mum's best friend. We are both enjoying it so much and not hurting anyone. But I know my mum would freak out if she knew. Because I'm only seven. No, um, <laughs> I am a guy of 24 and broke up with my girlfriend last year when I learned she was cheating on me. I went back to live with my mum, who was very sympathetic. Then coronavirus arrived. I'm a key worker my, and my mum's house is a long way from my work. I used to do the journey by bus, which worried my mum. She arranged for me to stay with her best friend who lives walking distance from my workplace. Oh, yeah. Is she fit? Have you always fancied her? Did you know her? Did you meet her, like, recently? Or is this a friend you've known since, you know, your mum's friend since you since you were, like, a kid? Look how excited I'm getting. I'm stuttering. Come on, let's go. I used to do this bus journey. <laughs> I used to do this journey by bus, which worried my mum. She arranged for me to stay with her best friend who lives... Uh, walking distance from my workplace I was reluctant at first as I was worried it would be awkward even though her friend is younger than my mum at 45 well how old is your mum anyway she's divorced and a friendly sexy woman I it's it's going, it's going down day one 29 and 45 is not even that big it's technically MILF because she's 16 years old than you so that is in the MILF slash Cougar category on the website. But it's not a disgusting age gap. You're 29. It's an interesting one, though. No, it's one I'll get you excited. Anyway, after I'd been there just a day, she left some of her undies dried in the bathroom overnight. Sexy black lacy bras and panties. Okay. That's not really a come get me. It's her house and she's drying her underwear. Whatever. Let's see though. The first weekend I was staying there, I went out for a run on a Saturday morning. She was just coming out of the bathroom with only a towel around her as I got back to the house. I was shocked, but she looked so sexy and I was aroused too. She, I told her she looked great and over breakfast admitted I'd not had sex for nearly a year. Mm. She said, well, we'll have to do something about that. But I told myself she just meant she'd help me find a girlfriend. Fair play. That makes sense. Us, what most people would take that as, right? And we watched TV together that evening and ended up snuggled up on the sofa. But neither of us made the move. You snuggled. Bit strange. Just a moment you're touching. Isn't it? Snuggled up with a stranger. A sexy stranger. Your heart rate's got to be pounding through your chest. Let's see. She went up to bed first and I felt rather disappointed. But as I came up later, she called me into her room and said, come near and keep me warm. Whoa! She's throwing out the bat signals. 
I got into bed with her and she said, let's enjoy one another. No one will know. Goal! I'd left my pants on and she tugged them off. She was already naked and the sex was brilliant. Goal! <laughs> she had, oh, we had sex most nights now. And she says we are each other's lockdown prize. She is amazing in bed. But my mum would be horrified. Should I stop it? Or is it okay to carry on? Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on, mate. Carry on. Crack on. You're single. She's single. You stayed in the house. You're 29. She's 45. Like, come on. Fuck it, don't worry, just carry on. There's no, this is like just a no brainer. It's no brainer. If you both enjoyed it, fine. Do I haven't even heard you say, I think she's catching feelings or I'm catching that's not even happening. So, you just both you just enjoy. Hey, who knows? You might actually end up together after it, or you might not, but who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Crack on, son. Crack on, son. Okay. Um, I think that's it. I think that is it. Um, yeah. Because so I've only been talking for 30, 33 minutes. Yeah, don't keep it. Don't make it too long. It's a short burst of podcasts because, like I said, I'm. Oh, I don't know, boy. Ain't got much to say. Like, we ain't going outside, are we? So ain't got much to say. So that's going to be the end of the pods. Quick, half an hour to just over half an hour. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Uh, whoa. Yep. Peace.